0: This is the MMA Takes, Podcast MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Brian Petri. I could literally, literally fall asleep right now. I could do it. I could freaking do it, but I'm not going to do it. Because <clears throat> we got a show to do. So much to talk about. I'm going to go off here. I'm going to, there's a lot to, you know, I'm going to go over UFC 250 I got a lot to talk about personally. It's been a while since I feel like I've done this. I've done recaps with Devin. I've done pickums. <clears throat> Didn't think I was going to be able to get to do one tonight. Um, it's Wednesday. I wanted to put one out Sunday. Busy. Wanted to put one out Monday. Busy. Tuesday. Busy. And so today, even more busy, but I was like, I got to carve out some time. So right now, my bones are crying. My muscles are aching. I can barely keep my eyes open, but. Drinking some caffeine, been drinking caffeine all day, gotta get pumped up, we got a show to do, a lot to talk about. We're gonna get into, if you can just bear with me in the beginning here, I'm gonna weave through some, just some bullshit, right? You can fast forward, whatever, I don't give a shit. Uh, USD 250, we're gonna go over that, a lot of good things, a lot of things to talk about, uh, we're gonna go over the Fight Island, uh, where they announce where it's at, we're gonna go over that, the fights they have announced for July 11th, which is fucking insane we're going to go over all the fighters that have a problem with the money. My thoughts on that, how they they're not getting paid. So we got a lot to go over. We got a lot to go over. First and foremost, the reason I'm so tired, my my uh my beautiful daughter turns 3 Saturday. Family is coming into town. The wife and I um for her birthday her birthday was June 2nd. She wanted like this credenza. I think I brought it up on the podcast, whatever. <clears throat> we uh so that came yesterday so yesterday i had to take off work got the new dishwasher installed the guys did not know what they're doing i don't think no power to it right um everything else works but the dishwasher they came back they said it was an electrical issue so now i probably got a fucking uh hire a goddamn electrician to figure out what's wrong i don't fucking know anyway um <clears throat> so i had that and then i got the giant's credenza dropped off. It was about 250 pounds. I was, uh, literally, you know, I work in a delivery work for a delivery company. Most people know what I do. I'm not going to name it though. And the rival delivery company was the one that dropped us off. And so I'm putting my dog outside. I see him back in my driveway. I put my dog outside. I'm ready to go out there and help him. I know it's a heavy piece, right? I'm going to go help him at least bring it to my door. i not, I'm not going to ask the guy to come inside, but you know, drop it off at the door. This dude drops it in front of my car, right? My car is backed all the way up in my driveway. He drops it off right up in my car. And he fucking peeled out before. I mean, he took off. Because he knew, like, oh, I'm not even going to make it to the garage. I'm going to put it in front of this guy's car. So I had to fucking carry that thing in. It's heavy. It's taller than me. Drug it up my steps to put it together. Wife and I put it together. Last night was up late putting that together. Today worked. Got home. Got the new TV, got a sweet new TV, OLED display. Um, I found out, uh, I've been telling people, I've been living a lie, guys. I told everybody I had a 65-inch TV. The wife was measuring the TV for this TV stand credenza that was going, you know, in front of the, like, you know, underneath the TV. It's on the mount. And I've been telling people it's fucking uh, sixty-five inches, right? It was a cheaper TV I bought. You know, I got I, actually my parents bought it for me for a Christmas gift, like a housewarming gift, many years ago. Um, so I was I was looking to upgrade anyway, but you know. And then so she goes, no, I don't think that's sixty-five because I measured the width of it; it's only forty-nine. I was like, no, no, you got to measure diagonally. That's that's screen size. Measure diagonally, fifty-five inches. It's fifty-five. I've been living a lie. I've been telling people it's sixty-five. So I, I immediately was like, "Fuck it! I'm gonna go buy a goddamn 75 inch TV." You know what I mean? I'm gonna go buy the biggest one they got. Um, I end up coming back to my senses, getting a 65 OLED. So I went a little bigger, but the screen is whoa! I cannot watch the. Uh, it sucks that the this card this weekend is so shitty because I cannot wait to watch fights on it. It looks really good. So today when I got off work, um, I don't like wires, right? I like a I like a fucking clean look. So I I. Uh, Put the wires behind the wall. Now, two or three years ago, when I, when we first, uh, yeah, about, about four years ago, maybe when we first moved in, we moved in 2016, uh, July, 2016. So yeah, four years ago. So about three, three years ago, um, cause it, w- we didn't do it where we move in. I would, I wanted to hide wires behind the TV downstairs downstairs was going to be like the fucking hangout area. I had video games on there. That was, that was what it was going to be. But when we had the baby, she didn't like going downstairs. So we, we moved everything upstairs. Point being, um, I, I ran wires behind the wall, and I bought this kit. This kit was, like, fucking $150, right? And it could have just been me, but it was the only kit I found, right? Because you can't just put hot wires behind your wall with insulation and stuff. could cause a fire or whatever. You got to kind of do it by code and all that shit. You know, I follow the rules sometimes. So I bought this thing three years ago. It was $150. Bucks. So I go, fuck, I really don't want to spend another $150. I just bought this TV. Maybe there's, like, an easier way to do it. So I, I just I just Google it right, and I bought I believe I bought this all on at Best Buy right. So Best Buy is always a little expensive, but I, I Google it, Lowe's, Home Depot, Amazon. They all have super simple options. Not not only comes with a saw, this thing to feed the wires through the wall, like a saw to cut these out. I mean, it was so much easier, and it was like thirty the bucks. One was twenty. I bought the thirty dollar one. I was so mad that I probably just missed this. These came out or I just completely missed it and I just beefed it. but I did that today. Looks amazing. I, I there's nothing better than like completing like a project and going, yeah, that looks fucking good, boys. Very, very clean. I can't wait to watch it. Um, but yeah, the wife's been rag- run ragged. I had to go down to the basement. Excuse me, in the garage. We're having a a surprise big gift. We got this sweet car for Winnie. Um, That's going to go in the garage. And then I had to bust up all these boxes. Trash can was the night. I am the king of, I'm never going to pay a junk guy to come and take my junk, right? I'm going to smash it up week after week, and I'm going to put it in the boxes. Or I'm going to put it in the garbage cans because the garbage is going to take it. I've done that with two separate couches. You heard me right. We had two couches, and I fucking took a little mini hatchet, sledgehammer, wire cutters, whatever it took, and I hacked that thing apart. And little by little, every week, I would put more and more in the dumpster, or excuse me, in my our trash cans. We had two big trash cans, filled them up, filled them to the fucking brim. I don't pay to get junk. So I was down there, was sweating. It's hot. It's steamy today, boys. So I went down there and did all that. She's working her ass off. She's pregnant. We're finding out. That's that's another thing that I want to talk about. We're finding out the sex of the baby tomorrow. So we have Wendy's birthday party Saturday. She's doing a million things. She's back at work now. I'm working this whole week. In-laws are coming in tomorrow. We're finding out the sex of our new unborn baby. I'll obviously let you know what it is. Pause right now. Pause this. Think in your head. The sound of my voice. Is it going to be a boy or a girl? I already have a girl. Um, I... Drent a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, whenever we found out, a month ago, uh, I dreamt that we were having a boy multiple times. This week, I dreamt we're have have a girl. If you if you ask me, today was the only day where I was like, man, I think I kind of want a boy, right? I don't. I really don't have a preference, and I know that's such a cop out. Everyone, every guy wants a boy. I was just such a problem, and I feel like I'm gonna project. Because I didn't really, I'm, I'm successful enough, right? I I got, kind of got to bust my hump five days a week in, in a pretty physically demanding job that I had to work 13 years to kind of get where I'm at. Um, and, I, and I'm not a dumb guy, but I I really botched high school, right? I really botched it. I went to college, did better in college, but I was already so far in deep and I just wanted to make money and yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to project my insecurities probably on my son, I think. I think I might be a little harder on my son. So I kind of want a girl. And I think the bond between two sisters, like Winnie having a sister is so beautiful. Like, I just love that relationship. But again, today was the first day where I kind of sat back when I was at work and I'm like, man, it'd be pretty sweet to have a boy, right? You know, but again, I, I really don't know uh, what we're going to have. I, I feel like as a boy, a lot of people are picking boy. My mom stead set steadfast is like, it's a fucking girl. The only thing you can take from that is a little, little wise tale is like, you know, if, if you there's like a checklist of like baby showers to do, Is it? A heart rate? Are you sick? Are you this one means boy? One means girl. Erica had with my wife with Winnie had a great pregnancy, right? Was very rarely sick. Had some cramps, had some days, her feet swelled up. This one, she's constantly nauseous. And it's a little different this time around. So maybe that's a different kind of pregnancy, different kind of boy, whatever. And if it is a boy, he's probably fucking shit up in her stomach right now because that's what I do. I just fuck shit up. And uh, it is what it is. But I'm very excited to find out uh, about the new baby tomorrow. So I think that's it. I think there's probably a bunch of things I want to get covered. I'm going to be a little scatterbrained for this one. Again, I'm chugging fucking caffeine right now. Trying to stay awake. It's eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock on the East coast right now, eight o'clock at night. And I'm going to be out within the next fucking two hours. Um, but, uh, I'm excited because the earlier I go to bed, the earlier tomorrow comes, I get to find out, but, uh, I'm going to be a little scatterbrained. So bear with me here, you know, try my best try my best but this is an MMA podcast right this isn't Brian's fucking life podcast well it could be i could have a brian's life podcast i don't know how many listeners i get but i could have a brian's life podcast um let's get to 250 right ooh so when this card was originally released there was four fights on it right nunez felicia was the main event and there was like four or five fights it was trash it it was bad On paper, this card, I thought, was probably like maybe like a B minus, right? It really filled out. There's some really interesting fights. Um, I think it delivered. The 135ers fucking showed out. And uh, before we jump into the card, obviously, we did the pick Devin and I. And you guys probably want to know, you know, who won the pick Well, I did. score one point (laughs) Uh, he didn't score a fucking point not one not one I went 93 on my picks he didn't get one fight right and score a point Let's go. Uh, he I pissed him off so much. And when he listens to that, he's going to be a little mad about it. But listen, I fucking took him down. It was seven to zero. I fucking smoked them. I was on fire. I'm on fire. I want a lot of money. I want a lot of money this weekend. And listen, I want I had this written down here. I have it underlined before we get into all the fights on technical stuff. The reason I'm the best gambler it is, is it is not because I pick winners. I go nine and three, right? I love this sport. I was on vacation last week. I had a ton of time to study. It's very, very confident in my picks. Um, but the reason I'm the best gambler, right, is so I put money in to an account, right? And it's it's a little gauche to talk about money, right? Tim and Devin really want me. I post... Uh, my winnings online because I felt like I was subliminally attacked, saying like, "Oh, these guys, this guy's talking about winning all his money. Does he really win all his money, or, or winning these fights? Does he actually gamble? Whatever." So I post um, the past two weeks I have, and I have I can go in the Fanduel and, and and pull up all the sheets. I mean, I bet every weekend, um, but I black out what I'm what I'm betting. Right? There's a reason that gamblers, handicappers, whatever they call them, units. Because like it's a little ghost to talk about, you know, how much you're, you're rolling in. It, it shouldn't matter. Devin and Tim really want to know, right? So I'm, I'm letting them hang right there. However, let's just say I put in one unit, whatever that unit may be for me, right? One one bet, essentially. So I put in one bet, I, maybe two. I think I put in about two units, two units to start off with maybe like a month and a half ago, right when this thing started, right when MMA started getting back. I times that by 10. I fucking times it by 10. I've been on such a tear. But the reason I'm such a good gambler is I got all this money sitting there, right? And and instead of going, oh, I can times that by 10 again, or I can times that by two. And then you start losing money. Then you're maybe back where you started when you were up, right? It's a little bit of an addiction. People can't walk away. I walked the fuck away. Took all the money out of my account, except my initial deposit. Because if I fucking do it, if I did it before, I can do it again. And this weekend, this terrible card this weekend, I'm not going to bet, right? My my daughter's birthday is Saturday. I'm probably going to watch the fights late Saturday night. I think they start a little early. Not really sure when we're going to wrap up with the party. Her She comes first. So I'll definitely watch the fights later on in the night. I think the main card probably starts at 8. Um, but I'm not betting, right? There's no fights that in, entice me. So I go, this is a perfect time. You're coming off of here. Take all the money out and accept what you started with. That's what makes me the best fucking gambler in the world. I got to whisper it. Listen, uh, enough of the jokes. Listen, I smashed Evan. There's nothing he can do about it. You know what I mean? There ain't nothing he can do about it. He's upset. He's a competitive guy. I know he's listening to this, probably grinding his teeth or whatever. But uh, I fucking smoked him. Okay? Okay? When I'm hot, I'm hot. Right? I know how to pick some fucking fights. First Friday fight night, Herbert Burns versus Evan Dunham. This was a no-brainer. Um, I took Herbert as a... Um, I I picked him to win. Devin and I both were on him. He was my send him home, so I like got extra point there. He did finish with a pretty sick rear naked choke. I actually had him win winning by knockout. You know, I thought he was gonna he was gonna knock out Evan Dunham. Evan Dunham pretty solid on the ground. He's retired. He's back. Whatever. He just got choked out. Herb Burns looks fantastic. He caught out Ryan Hall. Caught out Bryce Mitchell. Uh, Ryan Hall probably won't accept the fight. Ryan Hall looks like he's only gonna be accepting like. High, high level fights. Um, not saying Herb Burns not, but he doesn't have the name right now. But uh, Bryce Mitchell would be interesting. Next up was Alonzo Menafield versus Devin Clark. This fight was really, really good. Devin Clark surprised me. He showed some real toughness. Menafield, um, you know, he's got some work to do, right? He's, he's a big, heavy handed, powerful puncher. And uh, everyone thought he was going to run through Devin Clark, including myself and Devin. And, uh, Devin Clark proved to be tough. He busted his eye up. He won, you know, came back and won that fight. It was very close. I did see some people think, uh, Menafield won. I actually probably leaned a little more towards Devin Clark. It was very competitive. Menafield had these spots where he looked really gassed. He definitely was gassed in a fight. But, like, in the second round, he looked a little gassed, but then he kind of turned it on again. And then he slowed. So he fought and kind of spurts a little bit. He almost got, like, second and third wins. Cares a lot of muscle. So I, I, I can see why he gasses Devin Clark. Big dude. His dad was yelling in the fucking, uh, his dad was yelling in the crowd. You heard him yell. I think he was in his corner or something like that. It was the greatest. I mean, that just takes me back to baseball days where there was, like, always that dad yelling, like, don't get him. You know, it's just, you know, it was uh, it was cool to hear. So next up, Housie Formiga versus uh, excuse me, Alex Perez. <clears throat> excuse me. Alex Perez was my big bet of the night. I was very confident in this fight. I did a lot of research for this fight. This was Devin's under, not his underdog lock of the night, so he really fucked up here. I just thought Formiga, getting a little long in the tooth, in my opinion— <clears throat> Perez is a guy who's a little unheralded. He looked really bad against Joseph Benavides, but he's got some really good wins. He's got some really good skills, right? He is good on the ground. He is he, His stand-up is really, really good, and his leg kicks were phenomenal. He stopped this fight basically by leg kicks. I know it was probably like a TKO, but it all got set up out of leg kicks. Formiga's leg was fucked. Formiga's a beast on the ground. I said on the podcast, floor's lava, Perez. He kind of, when Formiga flopped to his back, Perez maybe in. Inter- you know, he is good on the ground, so he maybe like entertain it for a little bit, but then he, and he backed away. His fight IQ is rising. This kid is really, really talented at 125. He was my biggest bet of the night. Um, I won more on my parlay that I hit, I hit a two fight parlay, but um, this was like my big, big bet. This is uh, you know, he was a minus 130 favorite. I have him written down as a minus 135. He was 130 when I got him on FanDuel, and uh, yeah, that was I was just so supremely confident in that pick. And um, you know, he was a small enough favorite that you can actually turn a profit if you put some money down. And and daddy did, boys. Daddy did. <laughs> Next up, we had uh Charles Byrd versus MacBoatolo. I went opposite Devin here just because Devin liked Charles bird, He thought he was uh you know, uh, you know, just a more seasoned guy. Listen, he's fought some really tough guys. Mackie looked really bad in his debut. He's missed weight at 170. Um, he looked beefed up. He looked jacked at 185. I don't think this guy should ever go down to one uh, 170 again. He did his classic real pity-pat punches, worked the body, worked the body, and basically knocked out Charles Bird you know, off a shot that no one really kind of saw coming. It looked like Bird just kind of collapsed a little bit. Has had a chin problem, Charles Bird, that is. Mackie does have some decent boxing. Looked like he has some good grappling. I was questioning the uh, grappling aspect of him. Charles Bird can wrestle. Charles Bird does have a lot of submissions. Um... Mackie, we haven't seen a lot of him, but he looked fucking great. I want to see more of this kid at 85. I do not want to see him at 70 again. I thought he looked healthy and he looked really good. Next up, Cody Stamen versus Brian Kellner. This was a this was a good one. Listen, one of them, I could have went 10 and 10 and 2 in this fight, right? I took a shot at Kellner. He's a huge underdog. It was a very close fight. A lot of people, again, most people I think had Stamen women winning but some people did could make an argument that kellen her won. it was a very back and forth fight uh stamen fighting after losing his fucking 18 year old brother a week ago or a couple days before whatever it was joe rogan's post fight uh interview fucking they both were crying sad stuff but stamen looked really good at 145 you didn't have to cut that weight both these guys are 135ers obviously uh he didn't wrestle you know stamen wrestled a little bit um towards the end of the fight, like a couple takedowns, but he stood up with with uh Kellner, which is impressive because Kellner just looked really good a week ago, and or not a week ago, but felt like a week ago. Uh the last event um against Hunter Zuri looked really good. So uh yeah, Cody Staman is is a solid dude, really good record, has fought a lot of people, has gotten some weird decisions uh on him, but uh his stand-up looked really good. He doesn't obviously have big, big power. His technique looked good. Um, maybe at 135, mix everything in. You don't have to be a knockout puncher. You just have to mix everything in really, really well. He's always going to have that wrestling to lean on. His submission skills—I mean, they're not. I don't think they're world class or anything. I think his wrestling staying on top and in, in, in ground and pound, a little bit of a stand up. But his stand, stand up has come a long way. I was—I uh, was pressed it. All right. So I've it written down here. Anthony Ivy was supposed to fight Jared Merkskard. Right? Um, we both picked Merkskard. So this is another. This is another thing I'm going to throw Devin on the bus for. We, uh, you know, and then Ian Hynish, and I think I even said on the podcast. Um that uh we I said on the podcast that I was gonna pick Murch anyway, right? We all have a change of heart. We all have a change of heart. When okay. Heinish got rebooked because his cornerman took another test, he he did not have COVID. So they rebooked, well not rebooked it, but just basically it was like, all right, Heinish is back in. Anthony Ivey, I believe, is fighting this weekend or maybe next weekend. Um, I text Devin, Devin texted me actually. He was like, I'm I'm questioning all my picks. I was like, oh, by the way, I want to take highness just to go opposite you. Let's, let's create some action. He called a foul. He said, no way, can't do it. So I stuck with Merskart. Um, it was, it was an even fight on paper. I mean, I I had no problem picking Merskart. Again, I, if Devin would have went the opposite way, I would have went the opposite way of him. Uh, Ian looked good. Ian, I, again, a guy I'm not in love with. I think he's very, Basic. I think he's gonna have some problems with some with some real big guys in that division. Merskart, you know, I can't get a read on this guy. You know, sometimes he can take some big shots, sometimes he he folds a little bit. Uh really good on the ground, really scrappy. He wants to get back in there. He's a he's a vet of vets. I mean, he's got like 50 fucking fights. Um, Hynish is booked again against Brandon Allen in like a week or two, so that's pretty cool. He's doing a quick turnaround. Um, I'm just not overly impressed with Heinz. It was a nice finish. Yeah, you, you finish Murskart and everything. He's on a nice little win streak. Murskart's got some good wins. But yeah, I just it wasn't blown away by him. Um, he, You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just his losses are kind of ugly. But yeah, so I'm going to call a little flag again. I probably really could have won 11-1 on this card. The only true fight that I fucking lost in my opinion was the men in field one um i took a shot on killing her and i took you know and i want to switch to highness so my record should be a lot better but all these fucking rules getting thrown at me whatever all right next up alex Casares versus chase hooper this was an easy underdog pick i should have bet this fight i did not i was more or actually excuse me i did bet this fight in a parlay i should have done it straight up i should have had this more ways i had this fight with um with Sean O'Malley. i love sugar we'll get the sugars fight but you can't make any money when the guy's five hundred minus five hundred, right? Even if you put twelve hundred dollars down, you're only going to win two fifty or whatever it is, or some crazy you know number. So I had to tag him with something. I tagged him with uh, Casares, who was should have been my underdog lock. I, I flirted with Kellen just because of the number. I kind of got number hungry there. But Casares was, I thought, without a doubt, going to be Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper's not ready for this level. He's got a long way to go. He's twenty. Um, he got rocked every which way. He didn't really know what he's doing. All he knew was I'm going to march forward. Even when it went to the ground, Casares looked like he was okay. He looked like he was a stronger guy. Um, so if, if I was if I was in Chase Hooper's camp. I would maybe tell him to go to a different camp, maybe go to but I would definitely do some strength training. I don't think the guy should be fighting at featherweight. I think he should probably be he's tall so maybe up at 155, add some muscle, obviously add some striking. Striking will be important. Striking defense will probably be more important, but also wrestling, right? You got to get to the fight to the ground, right? I know every it's MMA, everyone wants to train everything. Put some size on you and really and really practice your takedowns cuz You're not going to get many sloppy takedowns just marching forward, taking shots. Your career is going to be over by the time you're 30. So keep working on the stand up, but also really, really work that wrestling and and add some size to. Caceres, again, journeyman fighter. He's been around forever, looked good. Um, I'm glad I put him in there, but this was crazy. He was a plus 140 against Hooper. I know Hooper, everyone loves him. He's a fun kid that loves MMs. He's Ben Ashkins' son all this shit, you know, he's 20, you know, he's likable, fuck off, right, he shouldn't have been a minus 170, I think I even saw him as high as minus 180, he's almost a two to one favorite, fuck out of here, I don't know what Vegas was thinking when they made that line, that is crazy, that was basically giving people away money, I'm only mad, even though I had a really good night gambling, I'm only mad that, um, something cut out there, sorry, I'm only mad that, uh, I didn't put more on Caceres. I did. I did bet him. I did tie him with O'Malley. But I'm a, I'm a little upset there. All right. So listen, the the 135ers fucking stole the show, right? I mean, they absolutely stole the show. So we'll get to the one fight before we get to the 35ers. Uh, the main event. Well, first, Neil Magny versus uh, Antonio Rocker Martin is whatever. Neil Magny's cardio's unbelievable, right? That third round was incredible. I thought he won the fight. A lot of people. Antonio Rocco Martin thought he won the fight. No, I gave it to Magny, right? Magny called out. Oh, God, who did he call out? He had a really good call. It was a sensible call. I would like to see that fight. I wish I could remember it. I don't wish I could remember that fight, though. Wasn't the greatest fight. Main event time. Mena Nunez, Felicia Spencer. Listen, Mena Nunez is the best in the world. She's unbelievable. We'll we'll circle back to Mena Nunez because... Devin and Tim have some disparaging things to say about her, as well to, as well as other people on Twitter. So we'll circle back to that topic. But the main event, it is what it was. It wasn't my main event. Let's just put it that way. It wasn't my main event. Um, but Nunes did what she did. She dominated Felicia Spencer. I don't know if Amanda Nunes is going back to 135. More fights are at 135. But she looked so good at 45. She looked big. She looked strong for not really being her natural weight class. Essentially, um, she looked really, really good. Felicia Spencer is tough as they come. Prices. I would have been okay if they didn't let her go after that fifth round. What does she have to? win or lose maybe some pride whatever that was like her 10th fight that could really chip away at you uh, on your career okay so now to the 135ers they stole the show in my opinion all three great performances so the debate is who has the better knockout O'Malley or Cody or Cody right O'Malley's my guy right I've been I've been supporting O'Malley I love his talent I love his mental um I think the guy's gonna be fighting for the title probably by the end of the year early next year I truly truly believe that he is that talented there is some question marks right um, he talks a big game about his jujitsu. He did Quintet Ultra, um, and he beat Gomi, right? He lost to like Hector Lombard. I mean, which is, I mean, Hector Lombard is fucking giant, right? Um, but O'Malley, I think his grappling is good. He knows what he knows what people want to do. Like if he fights a Cody Stamen, he knows what Cody Stamen wants to do to beat him. I want to see him take that test. I want to see him get a fucking grapple heavy guy, and then you know, and then if he passes that test, because the striking is that elite. Um, if his takedown offense is at elite and his, and his jujitsu is is good enough to get him back to the feet or work a submission, then then we're then we're th- we're rolling. But I do believe that he is the future. I think he's a fucking stud. He looked great. His KO was fantastic. No one puts um, Eddie Wineland out like that. Eddie Wineland's been knocked out a handful of times. Maybe uh, the one that keeps coming to my mind was the and brow like spin kicked him in the fucking face. But no one sleeps Eddie Wineland like that. You can talk all the shit you want about Eddie Wineland how. You know, maybe O'Malley should have fought a better opponent or whatever. Cool, but listen, when Sean O'Malley's a minus 400, 500 favorite, whatever it is, you perform that way. You knock the guy out in the first round, and that's exactly what he did, right? Everyone said, Wineland shouldn't be in there with him. And a lot of guys will fight to that potential, right? They'll go, oh, this guy shouldn't be here. I'm going to coast. I'm going to win a three-round decision and be like, I, I can't get up for that guy, right? Sean O'Malley went out there and took him out in the first round. Said, this guy doesn't belong with me, right? Amazing, amazing knockout. Amazing performance. Cody Garbrandt, another great performance. Cody Garbrandt's one of those sneaky, fucking terrific fighters. He's so, so good that people forget that how good he is because he got knocked out by three times in a row. And I'm the one that I forget too. If he can get his mental under control, if he can get that patience, he is light out. He was confusing Asensile in those exchanges. I don't think—this is a hot take— I don't think Cody has that bad of a chin. I think he has a bad defense. Right, all those shots he gets hit with is when his hands are down and his chin's exposed. He's never been put like to sleep. He's been rocked multiple times. His eyes go back in his head and he can't regain his his balance. And you know he's rocked, but he's never been like flatline like Eddie Wineland. Um, a Sunsell's no fucking punk. A was really good. He's been knocked out once by once by Eric Coke right years ago. Right, is that what happened? I, I think Marlin maybe hurt him with a punch, but sense, I know he's getting a little older in age, but he's he's no joke. Cody's back was against the wall, literally, and then fucking with that sweet buzzer knockout. Sean's my guy. Sugar's my guy. But Cody, to me, had the better knockout. It was against a better opponent. It was at the buzzer. It was kind of like a cool little dip faint, uh, and he's dipping his head against the cage, and he throws a fucking haymaker that's quicker than some people can throw jabs. It was so fucking fast. Put him out. Both walkout knockouts. Sean's, you know, O'Malley's on YouTube saying why his knockout was better. Everyone's entitled a different opinion. Uh, I love O'Malley, but Cody, to me, had the better knockout. But the best performance by far was Aljamain Sterling. This fucking guy um, looks so good against an elite elite 135. I mean, Cody Sanhagen arguably could fight be fighting Petra Yan next month and no one would say shit about it, right? Um, Unbelievable kid right Sanhagen but Aljo came out aggressive walked him down short octagon didn't let him use his legs do some kicks do whatever took him down a sunset had had Sanhagen's back Sanhagen got a little comfortable on the ground Aljo's a little different when he's on your back right this guy if he gets your back I know his nickname's like the human backpack or something this dude will fucking take your neck he had his neck he rolled out got his neck again it was a wrap he tapped and then kind of passed out a little bit it was kind of a weird thing but super impressed with 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 Aljamain. By far the, the best performance of the night. That was a fight everyone was looking forward to. Everyone thought that might have been, that was the people's main event. Aljo should be. I mean, listen, no one thinks Aldo should be fighting Jan. It is what it is. Let's we'll move past it. If Aldo wins, I'd be really interested to see how Ojo fights Aljo fights against Aldo because Aldo is really hard to hold down. Not many people have been able to take him down. They've been able to drop him right? And then get on top of him. And I've seen people take him down when he's like a little bit tired, but like him at 135, like he's, you know, big, strong dude. I don't know about, you know, I'm really interested seeing what Aljo can do. And if Jan wins, Jan um, has been for some takedowns himself. He's a good boxer, but I have, we don't haven't seen much of him on the ground. I mean, listen, I think if Aljo and Jan fight, I'm leaning Aljo. I think Aljo can take him down and really fucking cause problems for Jan there. Jan Blahovic. Now let me address something. Okay. Hang on. All right, so Devin brought this up on the Pick'em podcast, right? He said, uh, I thought you don't pick against your guys. I thought uh, Sanhagen was your guy. Now, listen, he was right. I made Corey Sanhagen my guy um, after the Sunset win. Him and Sadiq Yusuf both became my guys on a podcast whenever that happened, whenever I put it out. I don't fucking know. However... I'm admitting as a man that I maybe prematurely did that, right? So if you're first listening, I have a list of my guys, guys, I I have undying loyalty to. I don't bet against them. I don't say a bad word about them. I'm maybe a little biased towards them. Maybe I don't see rationally when it comes to them, but they're my guys, right? Um, It's a long list, not that long of a list. I can name them off the top of my head if you want, but we're not going to do that. Corey Sanhagen and Sadiq Yusuf were the most recent additions a couple months ago. It's really hard to get on the list. The requirements for the list is I got to pick you and you can't be a champion yet because... I, I can't just make a, a champion my guy. I don't want, I'm not a bandwagon guy. I want to be able to like create these people, right? Not create them. That sounds weird. But like, I want to be like, no, listen. I saw this dude. Yeah, I want I want to fucking brag. Is what it is. I want to be the big dick swinging and be like, oh dude, I saw that guy fight like fucking ten years ago. He's like, I told you he's gonna be champion. I want to be one of those assholes. So I really like Corey Hagen's uh, talent. His talent is undeniable. He's very very good. Over the past months since. Um, this fight was announced, and since I, I made him my guy, I've been catching interviews with him, right, on YouTube, on podcasts, whatever, and I just I just don't like him that much, right? So, it not only is my guy list is something like where I think you're talented and you're going to be awesome, you also kind of got to have the mental and you got to, I got to like you, I got to kind of like what you're putting down, I got to relate to you, and I just don't see that with Sandhagen. So, to clear it up, Sanhagen is no longer on my guys list, right? It was a premature addition by me. It's my list. I can take him on and off. I took him off. There's no way he's ever going to come back on. I hope he goes and wins the championship. I hope he rematches Aljo and wins. Aljo's not one of my guys, but I hope he goes and does all the greatest things in the world. And I miss out on the opportunity to be like, you know what? I told you that guy was going to win after Mario Batista. I knew he was going to, after Mario Batista fight, I knew he was going to be champion, right? I'm going to miss out on saying that to whoever listens to me, probably my fucking wife, who doesn't care, and she goes, who? What are you talking about? Leave me alone, crazy. So he's not one of my guys, just to clear that up, because I did bet against him. I did pick against him, and uh good thing I did because I got it right. Okay, so that was UFC 250. Banger of a card when it comes to... Um, delivering obviously it wasn't uh, on paper wasn't like the greatest thing so last thing for ufc 250 before we move on a lot of people are questioning amanda nunez star power okay listen she is without question the greatest female fighter to ever live right i originally thought cyborg was cyborg got smashed by nunez i would love a rematch probably not gonna happen whatever nunez though to me is without question the best Female fighter, the other best fighter, pound for pound, everyone loved in 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 the in a, in a circle was Demetrius Johnson, who was not a star power. They put him on free TV a lot. They traded his ass, right? One of the best fighters in the world. They traded in the one FC. Nunez doesn't have star power. I'm not going to argue that she has star power. What I am going to argue against is she's Michael Jordan isk playing. It's like if Michael Jordan started playing in like high school, like Michael Jordan, prime Michael Jordan, let's say 95, 96, maybe, or let's go 92, 93, 92, 93, Michael Jordan going to high school and playing. She's that much better than everybody that no one wants to pony up money to watch her squash these people. So it's not her fault that there's not enough talent out there. They don't even have a one forty five ranking. On the UFC's website. 145 female. There's no ranking. Felicia Spencer was the fucking only one who wins. They won at Megan Anderson. But Megan Anderson lost to Felicia Spencer. Megan's probably going to get the next shot next year. Or whenever if she can win another fight. She's six foot. She's an Aussie. She's got tattoos. She shows her ass and titties on fucking... <clears throat> on Instagram. You know, she's marketable a little bit. But Amanda Nunez would run through her in the first round. Or she'd go five rounds and doesn't do another beating. Nunez... Is incredible. But she has no one to fight. Imagine Conor McGregor fighting just nobodies. A lot of people love Conor McGregor for multiple reasons. Number one, his personality and everything like Number two, he's also fighting these guys and it's intriguing to watch them fight. He fights Khabib. He fights fucking Floyd Mayweather in boxing. He's not getting easy fights. I mean, Donald Cerrone is, you know, we can make the argument. But the competition just almost is just almost as important as... The star power of somebody, right? So I feel bad for Nunes because she's going to be, without question, the GOAT. She has no one to fight. You look at Valentina Serchenko, not a ton of people to fight at 125, a little more than at 145. At 135, there's more girls to fight, but Nunes has already beat most of them, right? Irina Adana is an interesting uh, thing, but there's rumors that Nunes doesn't even want to go back to 45 or 35, excuse me, 115 stacked with women, right? Just one of those things where, like, I don't think she's the biggest star in the world, the reason the UFC is trying to shove her down her throat is because she's that good. Watch greatness. We're going to go back when women's MMA takes that leap and they keep le- leaping. And the girls that are wrestling in high school right now and the, the young girls that are fucking training jujitsu jitsu and kickboxing, when they become, when they become fighters, they're going to be complete packages. And uh, we're, they're all going to look on Amanda Nunes and be like, she was the fucking greatest of all time. Amanda Nunes makes people forget about Ronda Rousey. Man, and makes people forget about Cyborg. You know what I mean? So her star power obviously isn't to carry a pay-per-view. Without question, I'm not going to argue that. But you got to give her some better competition. So it's not her fault. And she's doing what she's doing. And she's looking fucking impressive. Yeah, I would have liked to see her finish Felicia Spencer. But Felicia Spencer's fucking tough. What did you do? She fucked her up. She 10-8 almost every round, in my opinion. I think there was maybe one round when she did 10-8. She completely fucking dominated. And I felt like the fifth round, she maybe even felt bad for Because they went to the ground and she just kind of let her... I got this fight won. I want to prove I can go five rounds, and I feel bad for kicking the shit out of you the whole time. So, a lot of people are questioning. I know Devin uh, doesn't have anything nice to say about Nunez. Tim, same way, doesn't think she's a star. A lot of people on Twitter as well. I'm not arguing that she's a fucking star. She's not a needle mover or whatever Dana says, but she's without question the greatest fighter of all time. And don't come at me with that Valentina shit, right? Nunez beat Valentina twice. Oh, it was at 135, but blah, blah. I don't give a shit if it was at 125. Doesn't matter. Valentina went down a weight class and is fighting lesser competition. 115 and 135 has always been the studs of women's MMA. Right? 125 is slowly starting to come because these girls at 115 are like, damn, I want to get fake titties. I don't want to cut the 115. Let me just fight at 125. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Did I mention to you guys that... um, Devin and I are a little competition on the pickems. Um, he scored zero points. Didn't get a fight right. Didn't pick one right. <laughs> Not one, just that. Sorry, I'm scratching out my notes here. I've noticed if I write things down, this is just old. Like I'm, I'm 33, so everything I did in high school, I wrote down. Like I didn't have a laptop or, or a tablet that I brought to high school and took notes with. Um, I had a computer at home, but that was for like AI, you know instant messaging fucking chicks my wiener like I'm not I, you know, I'm not using that for scork um but uh writing stuff down is really easier to uh remember okay so we'll we'll Jordana White no one likes him in the media no one MMA media don't like him unless you're like his buddy right Broakamoto uh what Kevin Ioli for some reason why <sighs> Let me be. I'm gonna go on a media rant here really quick. How does Kevin Ioli still have a job? The guy looks like an anteater. He's 60 something. He's the ugliest person I've ever seen. He's negative. He came from boxing. He prefers boxing over MMA, yet he's still getting interviews. He's still getting clicks. He still has a job. He goes on Instagram live and, like, who's watching this guy? The demographic for MMA is 35 to 18. What 18 to 35-year-old is watching Kevin Aholy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one is. MMA media is dinosaurs. I'm telling you, we need to fucking change it up. And exactly what I said. If you go back, and I wish I fucking would have pulled the clip for this, just because, you you know, you can hear me actually say it on the podcast. When The Athletic came out and hired all these fucking dinosaurs of MMA, the Chuck Minderhalls, the Josh Gross's, the fucking Dan Supps, the fucking uh, Ben Folks, the Chad is when they hired all these people and they really launched this MMA thing, I'm like, who the fuck? And it's a subscription base. Like, you're gonna have me pay for podcast for guys that hate MMA. You're gonna have me pay to read a fucking article. What year is this? What subscription base? You gotta have talent. You got to have people that, you know, a lot of old guys love Minna I think he's a great writer, right? He's, he's not bad, but all the rest of them, who's paying to listen to these guys? And Dana White said, guess what? These motherfuckers are starting to get laid off too. Wait till they get laid off. And everyone scoffed at him. I was like, Dana White, he's coming after the media. The media comes after him and guess what? They fucking laid him off. The Athletic cut everybody besides like two guys. They fired them all. And all these guys on media are going, oh man, he's one of the best guys I've ever worked with. I bet he'll land on his... Fuck off! You're the ones writing articles trying to take money out of the fucking fighters' hands. You're trying to not let him... You're not letting Ray pay for his mortgage or whatever he's worried about because you keep writing nonsense. I want to see media be like, you know, have some fucking credibility in here. That's the thing is like, I've always said it, Erdogan wants to be a fucking pro wrestling... Uh, personality or commentator or whatever, uh, behind-the-scenes interviewer guy. And that failed, so he's like, oh, I guess I'll do MMA. People just fall backwards in MMA because they can't do anything else. Guys can't cover NFL because that actually requires journalistic talent to get scoops and all this. These guys fucking stink. They stink, and they all got fucking laid off. And guess what? Another website's going to launch, another MMA blog or whatever's going to launch, and they're going to do the same thing that The Athletic did. It's a failing business, and you keep hiring these dinosaurs that fail time and time again. What's going to be different if you hire Josh Gross, what he did at sure Dog, Who the fuck goes to sure Dog anymore? What's going to be different if you hire him again? Why are people giving this guy money? You need to find new talent. Am I the answer? Maybe. Hire me. Let's find out. Sponsor the podcast. But there's a ton of people in this space that I'm doing right now that are really talented. They might be boring for my personal taste, but they're good. They're talented. These dinosaurs need to fucking die. Go write books. Go protest. Go do whatever you fucking do, but get out of the sport. All right. That's my MMA rant, uh, whatever. Um, listen, if you follow Kevin Ioli and you like go to his Instagram and fucking, uh, this is different. Kevin Ioli works for Yahoo. He doesn't work for the athletic or didn't work for the athletic. Been around forever. But if you follow him, And you're my age or you listen to this and you go and watch his Instagram live. Like, what are you doing? Like, email me, hit me up on Twitter. MMA takes podcast on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. Let me know what the fuck's going on. Cause I don't get it. I don't get how he makes a paycheck. The guy stinks. He might be good writer. He might be good at asking questions or whatever. I mean, he got the Dana question, you know, Dana always calls on him and Dana said, now, you know, I love you, but that's a stupid question. Uh, he just, he's just not good, right? And, you know, there's a reason he's never been put on camera because he's so fucking ugly. I'm sorry to be mean, but the guy sucks. And he's a pervert. Go to his fucking... Go to his Twitter. He likes all these pictures of these female boxers with their titties out. Like, fuck off. All right. So the big issue will end with Fight Island because three title fights get announced. And we need to talk about something positive before I kind of go over what I'm going to do for this card this weekend. So... The big, big story right now is the fighters wanting more money, right? The, the big one, right? Jorge Masvidal, Conor McGregor retired. Uh, I mean, if you, if you want to call it that. Kind of started with John Jones. So it all started with John Jones wanting X amount of dollars to fight Naganyu. John Jones says, I didn't ask for any more than I already get. And Dana says, yes, you did. I got text messages. It was kind of a, a pissing contest. Then Maslodal came out and said, um, listen, they're not offering me more money. I want more money to fight Usman. I want you know, and, and, he, and, and he said, I'm not fighting Usman for less than I fought the last guy, um, which makes sense. Right. And then so he kind of went on ESPN and kind of had a big dispute with, with that. Still is a dispute. And then Connor up and retired fucking middle of the night on Saturday after the pay-per-view Said, all right, you know, mom buy whatever house you want. And then he elaborated with uh with Ariel later that day and said they were, you know, they weren't getting him fights. He wants a fight and they were stomping all over him. So let me clear this up, right? <clears throat> so I'm not a fighter. I'm always gonna advocate for fighters earning more money. There's no doubt about it, right? Fighters have one of the hardest jobs in the world. It's stressful. You're literally sacrificing your body, your life, whatever, your health, yada yada. It's impossible, right? They go out there. They get paid. They, they deserve to be paid much more money. I don't know like what the answer is if the UFC needs to add more money, if the UFC is just being greedy. The only thing I know, and this is coming from a guy who always sides with the UFC and Dana White, technically, I'm obviously against Dana White. I, f- I felt like he handled some of the questions Saturday a little poorly. I think he's feeling the pressure that three of his big stars are kind of saying, fuck you, I want more money. This is kind of, I mean, you've heard people complain about money before the Diaz brothers, a couple other people, but it's never been this public with three of your biggest stars. So I felt like he handled the questions poorly on Saturday night, but I just think if I listen, I think one of the reasons why some of these fighters are are doing this and I can't speak, this is just my own opinion is a lot of them are kind of in a bubble where they think their manager's telling them you need to make this much money. They only have notifications turned on to their phones of positive shit. They don't really see all that negative shit, right? They only see all the people gassing them up. A lot of fighters are very, very confident people because they have to be, right? I feel like sometimes they lose grip with certain things. So, with John Jones, John Jones is making some really good, intelligent points on Twitter. If you go to his Twitter, I'm not going to read his tweets, but if you go to his Twitter, he's making some really good points. The one point that he made that made me kind of laugh was, and it's not a good point, by the way. He said, oh, you bought me a Bentley when I was 20 to press a young kid, blah, 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 blah. Bro, you wrecked that a week later, right? The UFC is stuck by you countless, countless, countless times, and they made you a millionaire, right? Now, he wants, he doesn't want, he said he was underpaid in his 20s. He doesn't want reimbursement. He just wants to be paid fairly, right? John, an unbelievable champion, the greatest of all time, right now, the GOAT right now. Obviously, deserves to pay money, but is he the biggest star in the world? No. He doesn't make Conor McGregor money, and he shouldn't. If he fights Nganou, yeah, people are going to buy it. I would love it. I love that fight. Does he deserve more money to fight Ganyu? Of course he does, right? The problem is the time that we're in. The UFC, name one guy that goes to the UFCstore.com, UFCstore.com to buy shit. I'm the biggest UFC fan in the world, and I, I won't do it. But when you go to the arena, they got all those fucking merch tables. And you're like, oh, shit, this shirt this shirt says Cincinnati on it. Where, I'm from Cincinnati. They're here. Let's buy this. $40, right? They're missing out on that. They're missing out on the live gate. They're missing out. The, listen, the UFC cuts a lot. of. They get a lot of money from those live events. That's hurting them a little bit. Ad sales are probably fluctuating a little bit. Everyone's kind of whatever. I'm not advocating that the UFC is not making money because, of course, they are their parent company endeavor, the people who own them is is not doing so hot right now. Um they also got to make ends meet with ESPN, which I'm sure ESPN's taking a hit right now. So Dana's kind of caught in this crosshair where he's probably got his bosses going, we got to cut corners, we can't make money, you know, blah blah blah. You just got to keep pumping these fights out. Obviously Dana wants to keep pumping these fights out, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure on Dana. Now, does that mean He's not being greedy. Of course he could be. Of course he's probably trying to cut corners and trying to make the most money for the sport. There's a lot of rumors that only they get 18% and other fucking the NBA guys or whatever get 50% revenue and that unionization, all that. I'm not getting into that. I don't, I don't really know about that. I don't know if it's a good thing, bad thing, whatever. I just think managers sometimes gas these guys up. They do negotiation. They turn fights down, which obviously rubs the UFC the wrong way. They look for the fight. They're looking out for their bottom dollar, which they should because, listen, they're putting their lives on the line. Jon Jones, though, it's weird for me for him to negotiate all that stuff since all the shit he's went through. Um, And, listen, no one's going to really want to pay you. I mean, I'll pay the pay-per-view, but I'm not going to fucking run out and stop traffic to watch you fight Jan Blahovich Maybe Francis Ghanu, but, you know, is what it is. I feel like he's handling it pretty well with, with he's actually making good points on Twitter. He is also deleting a lot of tweets. So, so go to Reddit to catch those, uh, Masvidal. Masvidal a star, but he, I feel like though, he doesn't have any leverage right now with that being he's, t- he just signed a contract. He's, he's got the biggest shine. He's got the biggest fucking light on him right now after all the performances he's done. And he's kind of blown it because people have such short-term memories. If he holds out and he doesn't fight a year, two years from now, or if they actually release him and he goes to Bellator, no one's going to care about him. They just, they're just they just not. I think he should risk it. Take whatever they offered him, 350, 500K, whatever. There's a lot of different reports. Beat Usman. Get the belt. Now you have leverage. You know, I say... And I've said this before: no challenger should make more than the champion. Conor McGregor is a little different, right? Conor McGregor's probably made more than a lot of the champions. He probably made more than the Khabib when he fought Khabib, whatever. But in my opinion, the whole idea of being champion is not only be the best in the world, but you're getting paid the best too. Why would you strive to be the champion if you're not getting paid more than the challenger? Instead, why don't you just walk around like Colby Covington and, and start spewing nonsense, and or get a dick tattoo on your face, or just go crazy and have this huge meltdown? People will love it, following you on social media. Then you go and fight and lose, but you're making money. The goal should be the ch- title, and the title should always make more than the challenger. Is Masvidal a bigger star than Usman? Of fucking course he is. He's more marketable. He's more exciting fighter. I'm not. Usman's my guy, but I'm not going to disagree with that. Of course he is. But that doesn't mean he should make more than the champ. You should take what they offered, and I know that's such a fucking fuck you, take what they offer you type deal, but take it, become champion, then you have fucking leverage. I want 20 points. I want 25 points on the table. I want merch sales. I want to start selling my own shit. I want to get sponsors. You got that fucking belt. You got that strap now. You can call your shots. That's what I think Masvidal should have done. I heard they they came to the table late with him. And he still turned it down, or his manager turned it down. Didn't want to do it, so they they went with Burns. But uh, that's what I would have done if I was Mazda. I would have said, cut all the bullshit. I'll take 350. I'll take 500, whatever they offered. No points right now. I'm going to go fucking destroy this guy. I'm going to become the champion. And then you're going to give me fucking double points on the next one. I'm doing this one for you. And then when I beat this guy, destroy him, become the biggest star in the world, run one of the best divisions in fucking all of MMA, the 170-pound division, then I'm going to be the man. Have a little bit of confidence. Now it's just all about money and stuff. I get it. Egos get involved. Dana White is the biggest fucking ego in the world. That obviously gets involved. Um, you know, Again, I didn't think he handled it particularly well. I thought he said some shitty things, but it is what it is. But listen, if, if there's more money out there to be had, there should be. But again... Just a weird time to be negotiating. When fans start coming back and everything, that's when you do it. And with the Conor McGregor thing, again, I love Conor McGregor. This is the third time he's retired since MMA. I'm fucking sick of the retiring, dude. It's fucking lame. It's obviously a negotiation tactic. You're not going to be able to fight anywhere else. You're not going to be boxing anywhere else. UFC owns your ass. You could be going selling whiskey for the rest of your life. That's fine. Be a billionaire, living on a yacht, whatever. But... That's not the case. He's going to want to fight. Apparently, he said they didn't give him fights. He wants to fight. There's no one from a fight. Danny came out and said, we offered him the Tony fight. He turned it down, said, I'm not a replacement fighter. Um, even though he kind of tweeted out that he was getting ready or he was in shape or whatever it was. Uh, I guess the Nate Diaz fight's not there. I don't I don't really know. But um, quit fucking retiring, dude. It's getting obnoxious right now. That's the third time. No one's going to take you seriously when you actually do retire. It's 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 just stupid. It's a stupid a tactic. Okay, so we'll end on this. Um, that's it with that fucking fight. Islands, real baby. A little disappointing, right? They've already been there. Yas Island, which is it's technically an island, but it's in Abu Dhabi, I believe. That's where UFC one twelve was. BJ Penn versus Frankie Edgar. Anderson Silva versus uh, Damian. It looks sweet. Fight cards insane. So they went Herbert Burns, Usman, Herbert, what Gilbert, Gilbert Burns, Usman. That is going to be the main event, 170-pound title. Burns is on a fucking streak. He looked fucking fantastic against uh, what's-his-face the last time out the five-rounder. Who did he just beat? Why is my brain fucking – my brain's melting. Oh, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, fucking fantastic against Tyron Woodley. Um, so he's fighting Usman, former training partners, current training partners. Devin said something about uh, Usman maybe going to work with Whitman. I, I haven't heard that. I believe they're still trying to work out the, the Florida stuff with – How who's going to train Henry Hoof's both their coaches. He's sitting this one out really good main event. I love that. Then you got Jan and Aldo kind of a shitty fight. I I like that. They're crowning 135 pound champion since the left. I like Petrion a lot. I don't have a Russian Siberian guy in my squad. It's a little too late to add Jan now, but I like that. He shits talks. I like that. He's learning English. I like that. He's fucking in your face. He got Cody's face. He's got into with a bunch of people. Uh, he's a bad motherfucker, right? He can fucking scrap. He's got some hands. A uh, couple question marks on his ground game, but I think he bulldozes out. I do. I know that's crazy to say. I think he's going to go out there and he's a piece up auto. And then you got uh, Volkanovski versus Max Holloway rematch. I love it. Max is kind of a big underdog. Volkanovski surprised the shit out of me. One of the most surprising fights I've ever seen. Those low leg kicks fucked Max up. Max had to switch southpaw. Obviously he's comfortable with Sal Paul, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't typical Max in your face. Obviously he's gonna be working on those leg kicks, but Eugene Berryman and those guys at fucking City Kickboxing are so goddamn good at coming up with game plans. Those low leg kicks are really hard to deal with; they're really hard to to check. I think Max just needs to kind of press forward, uh, cut the cage off a little more, use a little bit better footwork. Volkanovski uses a lot of footwork. It's gonna be a fucking barn burner. Right now I'm leaning Max because he's such a big underdog, but. I think, I think I'm sleeping on Volkanovski. I don't think he he's better, way better than I think he is, is what I'm trying to say. He's way better than I think he is. And if he beats Max Holloway twice, one of the greatest featherweights of all time, if not the greatest, I mean, where does that put him? Right? I love it. I love that fight. And there's, there's a couple other fights I got announced for that. Fight Island looks pretty fucking badass. I can't wait. If the UFC flew me out, I'd go. I don't like planes, and that's like a 16-hour plane ride. But I'd fucking go. And I don't like the heat. It's like 120 degrees there. But it sounds badass. It sounds fucking awesome. It sounds way better than this fucking shitbox car that we got this weekend. So UFC Fight Night, Ivers Cavillo, uh, not a great main event. Um, there's three fights that I'm kind of interested in. Feely, Jordan, Borg, Marab, Marvin Vittori, Carl Robeson. The rest of these fights, uh, I could care less about if I'm being completely honest with you. So what's going to happen is I'm not going to have enough time this week to record a pick I'm getting my new camera tomorrow. I think I've told you all about my new camera saga. If not, it's been a fucking ordeal. I'm getting it tomorrow. So what I plan on doing is tomorrow night or maybe Friday, do like a little video, put it on the YouTube, put it on the link it up with everything. You'll see it, right? Um, of me doing kind of a quick pick, right? I'm still going to pick the card. I'll still pick the card. Like I normally do. I'm going to keep a record. I'll pick every fight in like maybe a five, six minute video. I'll kind of breeze through it and then kind of talk about the fights. I want to talk about, which is only those three, the main event stinks, right? This is one of those, these, one of these cards. I'm obviously going to watch it. I love MMA, but that's one of those cards that that's pretty rough. I know we're in fucking uh goddamn um, a pandemic right now and they're putting on fights and I shouldn't be greedy and, you know, MMA back in the day was really hard to come by, and we should be happy to have that. Yeah, I get it, right? I get all that. But this card is rough. Okay, so we're at about an hour. I went a little long. Sorry about that. Listen, MMA Takes Podcast, subscribe on YouTube. Got to get the YouTube numbers up. Got to get every numbers up. MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter. MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram. Bada, bing, bada, boom. Give me good wishes for my baby tomorrow. I'm going to see her for the first time. I haven't been in the ultrasound yet because of the fucking goddamn whatever but they are let me go tomorrow so that's it that's the show um, again look out for a video for later this week on my uh, new camera I'll have a you know HD lights on me I will probably look handsome as fuck. don't try to don't try to hunt me through the screen or do I don't know see ya Woo! Hey, Bob, do me a favor Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.